Good evening. I, uh, I want to uh, express my gratitude tonight to, to the peer group that I'm in uh, through the Soto Zen Buddhist Association. It's a, a group of six of us that get together on Zoom once a month and talk about um, our Zen centers. It's, it's a Zen teachers organization. And, uh, and this conversation we had uh, just a couple of weeks ago was about uh, our relationship with Zen forms, with the rituals and ceremonies that, um, that we do in our Zen practice. And I just thought it was such a rich conversation that we had that, that I would try to summarize it and, um, and uh, hopefully lead us into discussion of, of our particular practice and uh, that includes the chanting and the bowing and the bell ringing, the bowing to and from the cushion as we sit down, the, the bow as we cross the, the threshold into the zendo, uh, the way we chant the robe chant or the heart sutra, all of those um, that we've taken on as part of our practice, the practice of saving all beings, the practice of uh, manifesting wholeness and harmony. And uh, I don't think I thought of our forms that way when I first started. Um, but uh, I've come to see how how they enrich my practice and uh, are definitely pointing towards that manifestation of wholeness, boundlessness. Um, so at the end of our discussion a few weeks ago in the peer group, the Zen teachers peer group, um, uh, one, one of the others came up with, with, it looks like we talked about four things. It looks like we talked about these forms and rituals and ceremonies uh, using four concepts and ideas. And maybe I'm thinking of them as each one is a different gateway into practicing with the forms and rituals. So the first word that, um, that we talked about was the idea of presence. And the discussion looked, sounded a lot like uh, we were using that term presence um, as mindfulness, as a way of, uh, of being in our bodies, of integrating our mind and body with our bowing and chanting. Um, it's a way of 
of attention uh, and, uh, and wholeness or wholeheartedness. Catherine Thanis said in uh, one of her lectures that there's nothing more wholehearted than dropping to the floor, touching your forehead to the ground, raising your hands up, putting them down, and putting and then standing back up again. I just thought that was that was a great uh, look at wholehearted practice. Um, uh, we do it with this whole body, and, and not just the not just the um, prostrations, but but our chanting, um, and uh, and and even uh, even Suzuki Roshi talked about the simple gasho um, as 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 a way of of being completely in our bodies, not so much as a bow to another person or a bow to a statue of Buddha. Suzuki wanted us to be in our bodies and, uh, uh, you know, holding our hands uh, so that the, the tops of our hands were in line with the nose and going down at a 45 degree angle at the waist and just feeling what does it feel like to stop there and hold your body uh, at 45 degrees and then standing straight up again? So, uh, so that's, that's how we talked about uh, one, one of the four ways that we talked about our forms and rituals as mindfulness, as being in the body, as being completely in this space right here, right now. Um, presence, and it, it it was kind of a, a nice. Uh, we talked about uh, the service after sitting. Um, certainly, our sitting practice um, is a manifestation of wholeness and presence and mindfulness. Um, as we're sitting still, our mind is still, our body is still, and then. Getting up for service is, is a way of, of continuing that presence and wholeness um, as, we, as we move our bodies and we're, we're moving it in unison with, with others. So we're, we're enacting, enacting these rituals with each other and paying close attention to the speed of our bows, the pace of our bows, the pace of our chanting, paying close attention to um, our harmonizing. So, uh, so we, we thought of it as, as this, you know, being present uh, in a body that's moving around, that's, that's uh, paying attention to, um, to uh, our environment and, and, and the, the practice of chanting and bowing together. So uh, presence, mindfulness is, is one gate, gateway into uh, our rituals and forms. The second concept, the second word, the gateway that uh, we used 
to talk about forms is the idea of compassion. And, um, and I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, when we are mindful of our body in space, and we look around, uh, uh, even on Zoom, when we do our chanting and our bowing, and we're, we're, um, we're realizing that this whole screen is uh, practicing together. This whole screen is putting effort into uh, harmoniously chanting. Um, even, with, even with our mute buttons on, we're trying to chant and bow together. And, and uh, when we realize the, the effort of all of us to, uh, uh, to be in harmony, um, it's, it's a, a quite moving feeling for me um, that uh, I, I, I look around and say, gee, um, uh, other people here are practicing in this way, are feeling nourished by this practice, and and practicing with them supports my practice, and uh, and I hope that um, my chanting and my bowing can support their practice, and and that's where the idea of or that's where compassion arises um, for me in our forms and rituals. Um, I think a lot of us here have uh, participated in day, day sittings or um, sashins, both in person and uh, in this last year and a half. We've, we've even figured out a way to do it um, uh, on Zoom. And, uh, and when we spend that, that, that whole day um, sitting together, um, clearing our schedules so that we can participate fully together, um, having a chanting and services together. Um, it's really quite, quite moving um, uh, when we think of, uh, of, of this effort to realize wholeness and unity and boundlessness and do how doing it together supports supports our individual practice as well so uh so that's 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 how compassion in our forms and rituals come up for me um uh, we haven't done this in a while since covid covid but but a good example of that is is our meal practice in in sashin uh, uh when the whole room is so intent on on this long, long, you know, 45 minute ritual of eating and chanting and, um, and uh, passing the food to each other. Um, all all uh, um, uh, together uh, for, the, for, the, um, for the sake of, of even, even, in our, even in our meals, um, can we, realize wholeness and unity and boundlessness. And uh, it's, such a, it's such a 
ritual. It's such a beautiful ballet of people moving around the room, serving, um, punctuated by our chanting, uh, uh, punctuated by the silence of just eating, and then the clappers going off, and uh, the next thing happens in our meal in our meal practice. So uh, it's very moving, and um, and and even people when it's their first time um, uh, put so much attention and so much energy in this long, long ritual of our meal practice, our orioki practice. It's it's really quite quite moving, and uh, and and we finish the meal and we say. Uh, you know, we've had no other meal like this. We hardly ever eat this way at home. Um, this meal was not like the meal we ate together at breakfast. We've done it again. We've, we've moved our hearts and minds all together to accomplish this great uh, ballet of meal practice. And, um, and it's, it's, uh, the, the feeling of compassion comes up so easily um, with that shared effort. So that, that, that's how we might enter, uh, enter the gate of our forms and rituals through our boundless heart of compassion, presence and compassion. The third thing we talked about was refuge, taking refuge. Um, and, um, you know, refuge in Buddhism is about coming home, flying home. Uh, uh, I, I, I like the, the, the F-U-G-E part um, that, that um, talks about flying home uh, from a long journey um, back home to stillness, back home to wholeness, um, back home to the family style. And, um, and, and you know, um, most of us here on the screen are sitting, sitting regularly. We're, we're coming home, we're flying home to our cushions, to our screen and now to our zendo uh, uh, quite quite regularly, but as much as we're as we're sitting and chanting together, still most of our day um, we might be uh, practicing with uh, with uh, oh um, um, now I'm an individual dividing up the world. I'm, I'm not practicing now with, with wholeness or unity or boundlessness. I'm wrestling with my, my family or um, I'm working out at something difficult at work and I'm, I'm feeling more this um, individual against the world. I'm aware of my suffering as um, when I'm, when I'm, uh, uh, expressing my ego um, when I'm dividing the world into I like this or I like that. So as much as we practice 
um, together with our sitting and our chanting and our bowing. I think um, we spend a lot of our time um, realizing that um, we've, um, we've forgotten our unity. And, and when suffering comes up, maybe that's the mindfulness bell that uh, we're always supported by the whole universe. And, and we feel that great relief of being connected again, not being a separate person fighting against the world or dividing the world up into this and that. But we feel that great relief in, oh, I'm supported by the whole world. And, and right then and there, we've flown back home. We've flown back to our true self, our true body and mind. And, uh, and our chanting practice, our bowing practice is, is part of that, is part of that coming home. Um, when, when we've uh, been wrestling with our ego for most of the day, it's kind of nice to get a good dose of uh, chanting and bowing together, of that kind of harmony, of that kind of unity. And, uh, and um, most of the time we can, even, we can even think about the words that we're chanting, which also point us towards, um, towards the, the body and mind of wholeness and harmony and unity. Um, our true self uh, helping us fly back home. Um, uh, so so that's, that's, how, that's how we think of our forms and services and rituals as being part of taking, taking refuge. Um, sometimes uh, we think of our, our, our bows, you know, the way we, the way we gosho as we enter the room or when the bell rings. Uh, we think that's part of our family style, it's called, uh, that uh, particularly belongs to the, 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 the Soto family of Buddhism. We're cultivating this, this family style. And, uh, and so we can, uh, when, when we get this opportunity many times a day, either on the screen or in person, to, to practice this family style of just being in our bodies fully and um, expressing the boundlessness of our hearts and minds with a simple bow or the, the simple chanting of the Metta Sutta or the Heart Sutra. Um, so so uh, taking refuge is flying home to this family style of unity and boundlessness and harmony that, that is expressed by our bows and our chanting. So taking refuge is another way we look as a gate, a gateway to uh, practicing these uh, forms and rituals of Soto Zen. And finally, um, the group talked about devotion, 
and devotional practice and um, how that is part of our chanting and bowing. You know, it's, it's um, uh, a, a lot of people don't associate uh, Soto Zen practice with devotional practices, or maybe, or maybe we don't think we're so attracted to devotional practices. Maybe we think that's, you know, gee, that was part of my religion that I grew up with, and I never really, really felt that way. So devotion might be kind of a difficult topic for, uh, for Zen Buddhists. Um, but I think it's easier for us to talk about gratitude. And, um, and uh, I think uh, gratitude is, is one of the reasons that we keep coming back again and again to our sitting practice, to our bowing practice, to our chanting practice. Um, because um, uh, we found that, uh, that practicing this way Practicing uh, uh, the precepts, um, practicing with wholeness and saving all beings has nourished us, has really become part of us. And, and we want to express gratitude for uh, this is a way uh, that enriches me when uh, I am in my life uh, with wholeness rather than as an individual dividing up the world. Um, this nurtures me and I'm, I'm grateful for this practice that keeps reinforcing um, uh, my boundless heart and mind, which keeps, uh, helps me manifest this boundless heart and mind again and again. I'm really grateful um, for this practice. And, and I want to express that um, gratitude by turning towards the altar and doing a prostration to, um, to uh, the, the universe that is uh, supporting my practice and there and there uh, um, manifesting the universe is that image of the Buddha so calmly right there on the on the altar? I think um, we we don't want to we we I, I hope we can we can we all feel comfortable looking at each other and saying um, saying saying to to each one of us, uh, uh, Rosie, your practice inspires me, or Stan. Your practice inspires me. Or Sandra, your practice inspires me. I hope we can always feel comfortable saying that to each other. But when we're feeling like the whole works, that all of you on the screen and all of you that are bowing and chanting um, uh, now that we're, we're back in the Zendo doing it together, when, when we're at the point of saying, gee, all of you are inspiring my practice and helping me gain confidence in this wholeness. Um, uh, the, the way we say uh, thank you all at once is turning towards 
that um, Buddha on the altar and doing a prostration and chanting the Heart Sutra and the other chants that we do and, uh, and, and, and really uh, engaging fully in our body, even, even the individual practice of, of walking into the Zendo and doing our individual gasho is a way of saying, I'm grateful for all of you for practicing in this way and, I, and, and encouraging my practice. And, and I hope, I hope by, by uh, you know, having my shoulders back, my, my, uh, my spine straight while I'm sitting can also support your practice. So, um, so I think uh, uh, for me anyway, um, devotion is very close to gratitude, which I might be a little more comfortable talking about and feeling and expressing. Um, so devotion and gratitude is a gateway into our, um, into our practice of forms and rituals in, uh, in the, the family of Soto Zen. Um, and uh, um, this so I, I um, was traveling in uh, the southeast, spent a lot of time in in Georgia and North Carolina, a little bit of South Carolina in the last uh, 10 days. And so it got me uh, reading um, Flannery O'Connor, um, who, who I've read throughout my life. And, um, um, and so I, I picked it up again and, and I read this short story that I wasn't familiar with called Greenleaf. Uh, Flannery O'Connor, uh, grew up in Georgia and um, she was quite a spiritual writer. She was quite a religious, despite her sense of humor. Um, she, uh, all, of her, all, of her, all of her stories are um, about, uh, you know, looking, looking for the source, looking, looking for that uh, as I've said, wholeness, um, harmony, boundlessness. And this one line just jumped, jumped out at me. Um, one of the characters in this short story says, she thought the word Jesus should be kept inside the church building, like other words inside the bedroom. And it just made me think that um, this practice is so personal. Um, we all have to, we all have to um, settle for ourselves our relationship with this practice of sitting and bowing and manifesting wholeness and harmony. Uh, we can teach uh, how to sit. We can practice 
sitting just like we've, we've been told over and over again. We can practice those bows um, uh, over and over again in the way that we were told. But it's, this practice is so personal. It's, we, we can't find, we can't find uh, words to describe it. Uh, we can sort of say, oh, it's about keeping the shoulders back and the spine straight. But, but um, we, don't, we don't come back to the zendo. We don't come back to the screen um, again and again, sometimes several times a day, just to make sure that our spine is straight. We, we have to um, have a relationship with this practice that is, that is wordless, that, um, that, uh, that can't be expressed in any way except in this body, in this personal body. Uh, uh, we have to practice with this mystery that, um, you know, how can, how can this practice of boundlessness be expressed in this body that, that is just 60 inches tall and 36 inches around. Uh, this is the mystery that uh, keeps us coming back to um, practice again and again, that nurtures us and helps us nurture each other um, with these words that are known only to us um, this relationship that's own, known only to us. And yet um, uh, any one of us on the screen can, can give us a, lesh, a lesson on how to do that prostration just right, or how to do that gasho just right. Um, it's uh, despite knowing how to give the lesson, we have to take that deepen our body where it's wordless, where um, uh, uh, only pointers towards the real relationship, which is boundless, which is, which is uh, unexpressible. So um, with, with those last words by by Flannery O'Connor. Um, maybe we can end here and after, uh, after announcements, uh, have more discussion on this practice of boundlessness and wholeness. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to